The Deep Analysis Podcast, in association with the Information Coalition. Welcome back to the Deep Analysis Podcast series. In this episode, we're going to be talking about blockchain for information management again. And in fact, we're going to jump into a conversation that I recorded earlier with my friend and colleague, Kashap Kampela, the CEO of RPA2AI. And as you'll see, we don't always agree. So, um, I mean, I'm incredibly enthusiastic about the possible sort of future to uses of blockchain for information management for our sector. And I know that in my discussions with you over the past year, you have been quite the opposite, really, very skeptical. So um, tell me why I should be skeptical too, Cash. Yes, uh, Alan, that's right. Uh, I am urging for caution in terms of uh, blockchain and what your enterprise blockchain strategy should be. I'm actually calling it the emperor's new blockchain. In fact, the hype has gotten so much out of hand that uh, people are privately skeptical uh, about blockchain, but uh, they're afraid to come out and uh, bell the cat, if I'm mixing metaphors here. But yeah, no one is willing to express their skepticism openly because uh, they, they don't want to go against the tide. But I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay to say that uh, I'm not uh, fully convinced about the potential for uh, blockchain. I will tell you why in a little while. But before that, let's, let, let's make it clear. It's elementary, but let's, uh, it's worth repeating that Bitcoin is not blockchain. So my, one of my thesis is that uh, because uh, there is this spectacular uh, raise in the last few months in the valuation, the price of Bitcoin per se. So people, there is some sort of that gold dust rubbing off on uh, the blockchain technology itself. So I'm of the view that for a distributed ledger like blockchain, which is potentially highly secure, highly immutable, a virtual currency is probably the only use case that it solves perfectly. But for all other use cases, at this point in time, blockchain looks like a, a solution looking for a problem. But hasn't it already found a problem to fix? I mean, you've got the enormous paperwork, the enormously fragile and fragmented um, supply chain within shipping, for example, right? So, you know, a lot, lot of trust is lacking there and uh, it's very expensive. And so they're looking to use blockchain to tighten that up and speed things up and reduce costs. Yes, I mean, seemingly blockchain can solve a lot of problems. And there are hundreds and hundreds, if not uh, thousands of uh, blockchain prototypes and uh, experiments that are going around. But when I ask around, ask people to tell me a project that has been deployed at scale in production. The feedback that I get is uh, blockchain works, perhaps in some cases, but you need to change so much of the other tech technology stack that you have that it doesn't really make sense. Well, couldn't we say the same thing about AI? I mean, AI is very, very clever, but you know, at the same time, if you're to use that at some kind of scale, I mean, surely that's somewhat untested as well. I mean, if people are making decisions for their customers based on AI, can they, I mean, there's no black box there to unravel it. Um, so 
that's one concern. And I would assume you also have to do big changes to your organizations to adapt to that new way of working. In a sense, yes, but uh, there is narrow AI and then there is uh, artificial general intelligence. So when we speak to the use cases that a lot of enterprises are using in AI, it's very narrowly focused. They're not applying uh, AI to their entire spectrum of use cases, but they're applying AI in cases where they have good quality data in which the results can be verified. So yeah, maybe you, you don't know exactly why the predictions are coming out a particular way because there is deep neural networks inside, but you can actually see the business results of those use cases, be it online conversion rates or be it in uh, insurance or be it in the telecom sector. They can see that traditional use cases such as customer churn or fraud prevention, etc., they, they can perform better when they apply some machine learning techniques. So you, you, you can actually see the tangible benefits of AI, provided you meet the prerequisites. Well, then to be the devil's advocate, isn't that the same for blockchain? You wouldn't use it for all your, for your documents and all of your files, but you would use it for the most valuable, the ones that need to be most secure, the ones that need to, you know, the contracts basically, right? In most cases, I guess, uh, contracts or records. You wouldn't be applying it on everything, but just the most important ones. Yeah, so I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem saying hey, here is some very narrowly defined use cases for which we need to use blockchain. I have a problem saying that blockchain is going to change everything. I have a problem with saying blockchain is going to revolutionize supply chain. I mean, if you think about it, in complex global supply chains, there are a lot of moving parts. The distributed ledger is only one small component of that uh, of that chain. So you, you can't say one component P is, in fact, and what, what is blockchain if you think about it? A blockchain is a linear log of transactions that are replicated across uh, different computers by people who are getting paid to record those transactions or mining. So that that, that is one component. But if you say I mean, that there is so much more to a supply chain or so much more to the shipping ecosystem or to... Uh, a smart contract ecosystem. So setting aside all of that and saying a technology tool that to a database, maybe a special kind of a database is going to solve, fix everything is too much, uh, what do we say, hope. Yeah, and I think I actually agree with that. I mean, you and I have been uh, messing around recently and coming up with, a, well, we'll call it a architecture rather than architecture. But, you know, I, I've realized that in our space, um, people have been talking about content services, right, as if that's revolutionary. And I'm sort of scratching my head about that one. I'm, it's not that it's, it's not revolutionary, right, A. But if you take the concept of one service to run against multiple repositories, repositories could be a CRM system. System. It could be a legacy ECM system. It could be you know, cloud storage, whatever. Um, if you add into that mix RPA, machine learning, deep learning, blockchain, I think this industry is actually at, at a stage where over the next five years, and I'll give you the five years because, you know, as we know, these things always take more money and more time than anybody ever thinks they will. I think our industry is actually a revolutionary point. I think, uh, I mean, th th that's hard to argue with because you're making case for incremental change, maybe in five years down, down the road. That, that's, I mean, a, a sensible and a pragmatic approach. But uh, I always find blockchain and revolutionize going together. That's what my angst is about. I mean, I, I am in agreement that uh, the distributed ledger technology, it will become a part of the enterprise data stack or the data layer. 
in the years to come. But is it going to fundamentally revolutionize everything? Maybe not. So for enterprises that are confused about how to think about uh, proceeding about blockchain, I have a simple checklist. First of all, uh, does the use case that you're contemplating need a blockchain? You need to understand that it's a specific data structure that is uh, amenable in certain situations, not all situations. And then again, this technology is complex. Everybody will agree that it is still uh, maturing. It's still evolving rapidly. The expertise is in short supply. And even if you want to do a simple prototype, that can set you back by a couple of hundred thousand dollars. So my contention is that uh, you, you need to run a, a selection criterion or a filtering criterion like this to see if you really need to do that blockchain experiment now. Because there are easier and more assured ways of digital transformation, be it robotic process automation or even enterprise artificial intelligence or even, I mean, let's not go that far, even cloud, for instance. If you're not exploiting cloud fully and want to do blockchain, what does that tell you about your enterprise priorities? So that that's where I'm coming from. It may be to simply do nothing at this point uh, where I'll argue with you to, again, to be the devil's advocate, a role I actually rather enjoy because I'll argue either side on anything, frankly, is that, uh, you know, I, th- I think it should be part of your strategy. It doesn't mean you do anything with it. But we've talked about this before. I I'm a huge believer in the lost art of the as-is-to-be philosophy, which boils down to goal setting, whether it's Tony Robbins-style goal setting in your life or whatever. If you don't know where you want to get to, you're never going to get there. So I think if if people are having digital transformation discussions, we're going to we're going to share this uh, ECM2, maybe we call it ECM 2.0, intelligent information management, whatever we label it. But our architecture, things like that, they're aspirational goals. And I think blockchain is on that sort of structure. Now, I'm going to have to agree with you. Is it a priority now? No. But should it be part of your long-term plans? I would say yes. Absolutely. So, so I think both of us are aligned here. We're saying that there are certainly mature technologies with clear use cases. And more importantly, there are best practices and examples you can learn from based on the experience of those who have gone before. So that that's some of the set of initiatives that you're looking at versus there are uncertain, unproven technologies with unclear ROI or return on investment. I can see where you'd want to be involved in doing something sexy like the blockchain versus something less sexy, so to speak, like the cloud. So if you have the organizational bandwidth to run after multiple initiatives, orchestrate all of these projects, you should do blockchain. But if you don't simply don't have that bandwidth, you need to prioritize. So in your scheme of prioritization, organizational prioritization, what are your business goals? What are the digital transformation technologies that can get you there? So my contention, my humble submission is that blockchain is probably lower in that pecking order. If you are uh, not a blockchain startup, there is uh, a simple advice for you in 2018. What should your blockchain strategy in 2018 be? It may well be simply do nothing. I agree. And I think uh, just from an industry analyst perspective, rather than an information management professional perspective, I do think that the next five years are going to be very difficult for some of the established vendors in our industry. 
I mean, I really believe that. I think uh, I think if I'm a BPM vendor, uh, I don't like this RPA stuff at all. Um, it's really messing with my sales. I think, you know, traditional ECM platforms are going to be in a tough spot as we move forward as content services and the recognition that, you know what, stuff's going to live everywhere. Um, you can't you can't pull it all together into one place. It ain't going to happen. Machine learning is going to come in. And I think that's great. And I know, you know, obviously that's the focus of, of your research. But I think we both agree that machine learning can be a double edged sword as well, applied poorly without a proper strategy, it would actually go as far as to say it can actually be counterproductive. So I think these are going to be difficult times for our industry, but difficult times, there's going to be winners and losers. Um, I think some of the traditional vendors are definitely losing out. I think they sort of missed the boat, frankly, some of them, but surely very exciting times ahead. Absolutely. Actually, let me walk that back a bit. I said do nothing in 2018 should be your blockchain strategy. But what I will now say is that uh, you actually should learn about the fundamentals of blockchain. And if I may do a plug here, AIM has a fantastic uh, blockchain course coming up uh, maybe next month. So you should definitely check that out. And then uh, full disclaimer, Alan and I have uh, together worked on developing that course. As you can see, it's not going to present a completely rosy picture of blockchain saying blockchain is the next best thing since sliced bread because we have fundamentally different perspectives on this thing. So in some sense, so it's going to be a very practical measured course. So you should definitely check that out. So the question comes down to what is the opportunity cost of doing blockchain at this point in time? Because you're doing blockchain today, what else you're not able to do? So that that's the trade off that you need to evaluate. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I'll, I'll give a plug as well, because these training courses have been really hard to do. I mean, if we're being honest about it, and why not, you know, in complete transparency, you know, Cash and I, we know about these things, no problem. But when you put it down and you put it into a, into a training format, you really have to go back to basics and reevaluate everything. And I think that's what we've tried to do here. And certainly I've learned lots in the process, that's for sure. And that's, uh, you know, largely part to you sharing your knowledge with me, Cash. But one of the things I've learned is that even something like RPA, which which is really good. I mean, let's be frank, you know, this, this is making a difference. I mean, you know, we've just recently met with a lot of companies who are already using it. At the same time, there is an argument there that this is actually a quick fix, which doesn't really resolve your underlying problems. So that's our ongoing challenge as information professionals, isn't it, as advisors, to really set people on the right path. You can't fix everything today. It's got to be incremental. But you've got to see the big picture. Absolutely. It's, it's like, uh, let's not get fixated on any specific shiny new technology. But let's ask, can we use simpler existing technologies, perhaps RPA or some other thing, to achieve our business goals? That should drive us forward. Yes. And uh, as we discovered in various discussions recently, um, I think the same has to be said for, let's call them the first generation of capture technologies. You know, capture is not a very sexy area. But to your point, which you made earlier um, with AI, if you don't have accurate data, you're, you're wasting your time. And when you ingest data, that's the point it should be cleaned. That's the point it should be accurate. And again, We've got new vendors coming into the space, new ideas coming into the space. And it's not that the older vendors can't do this, but, well, they've lost the trust of a lot of buyers from not delivering properly in the first place. Absolutely. I mean, if, if I were to just uh, summarize what you said, as I think about it, if the BPM tools uh, 
or the are, are the ECA ECM tools the BPM tools or the ECM tools were uh, probably meeting customer expectations we wouldn't have the category of RPA oh absolutely and you and I have been involved in many product selection sort of advisory work projects if you like over the years and I mean you must have come across situations certainly I have where my recommendation is let's just pull a, a name out of the bag here um, my, my recommendation is open text right or IBM and they will tell you absolutely not they, they can't even be on the shortlist we've been using them for years they've just for whatever reason probably even none of their own fault the system's been used incorrectly it hasn't been maintained whatever but now they've got a bad reputation. Hmm, that, that, that's a very interesting observation, actually. Yeah, there is a relationship angle as well, right? I mean, what have you been doing for me all these years versus uh, who's providing me innovation? Yeah. And hopefully that's what they'll get. Well, this was great. Um, I've learned something. I'm sure you haven't, but you've been annoyed by my challenges. <laughs> and uh, together, I think we, we are in agreement that our industry really is a revolutionary point. What that will play out and look like in five years is anybody's guess. Although as industry analysts, we're supposed to know. Um, the truth is nobody knows. What we do know, though, is there's a lot of buyers out there who are very disgruntled with first generation information management systems. They're looking for, to your point, simpler, less complex and frankly, more effective ways of working. And good on them, frankly. Good luck. Yes, I mean, deserved or not, uh, there is too much complexity in uh, incumbent systems. So I think we're, we're seeing a move away from complexity of systems to simplicity of systems, being able to leverage the assets you have without having to jump through multiple hoops. That, that That's what really customers and businesses want. Yes, absolutely. I enjoyed this uh, discussion and uh, thanks for having me. You are always welcome, my friend. And I'm sure we'll do this again in the future. I think we should re revisit uh, the blockchain and see what, what were we wrong about, what were we right about, etc. in a few years down the road. <laughs> a few years down the road and uh, one of us will be eating humble pie. Hopefully you. <laughs> that has to be a veg pie. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. Thanks, Cash. Bye. Well, thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you've got any ideas for podcasts, then let me know. APS at deep-analysis.net Or check out our website, send me a note on LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever works for you. And I look forward to continuing the conversation with you in the future.